0: Well, welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And boy, do we have a treat for you today. But before we go into our very special guest, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Must Read Alaska show. And I want to thank folks for everybody who listens, watches, and reads Must Read Alaska. We're not funded by some dark money web. We're funded by everyday folks that give $5, $10, $100 at a time. So if you really, really love Must Read Alaska, go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side there, there's a little donate button, and feel free to give $5, $10. We're funded by Everyday Alaskans, not huge nonprofit conglomerates, so we really appreciate all the all the funds that come in uh, from Everyday folks uh, all throughout the year, and we're very thrilled today to have a very, very special guest, Speaker of the House, Kathy Tilton. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska show.
1: Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Must Read
0: Alaska. <laughs> well, we... I can't tell you how excited the conservative crowd is that you are the speaker. Um, it's been a somber, I don't know, six years ever since Mike Chenault left. Um, tell, take me back a little further than that, speaker. Tell me the story of what got you involved in wanting to run for office in the first place. Give us a peek under the hood of kind of what was it? You know, what was that? Uh, what, everybody's got their story. What was your story?
1: And um I had not really planned to run for office. That was not in the cards for me, but I think we are all called. Uh, you know, God doesn't qualify the or uh, call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And so I have had a lot of faith that he would give me through where we're at to where we're at today. Um I uh, started back as a staffer for a senator here um, from the Matsu. Uh, and then I went on to be a budget staff for another representative and got to know the, the health and social services budget, which was just, uh, just a fascinating uh, thing for me to get uh, a peek into the. Um, inside of state government and how the budget works um it uh, really was eye-opening to learn so much about uh about the budget we all come into things with our own prejudices of how things work and so during that time period we put together a um uh this interim look at the hess department where we went through all of the all the different divisions and did this kind of um I don't know, this overview of each one of them. And I think that was really great, not just for myself, but for the legislature and for Alaskans, because we involved them in that process and it was done during the interim. So that was kind of the first start here. Um, rep- uh, let's see, Senator Representative Stoltz at that time decided he was going to run for Senate. And it was an opportunity. Um, There was a lot of discussion. There was another uh, gentleman who I was working with who had considered running for the seat, And, um, you know, um, he kept encouraging me to run. And so um, and he was kind of making decisions. So what ended up happening was that he decided that he wasn't going to run. And I said, well, I made a decision. I'm going to run for office. And if you decide to come back in, I'm still going to run for office. And so that was (laughs) the beginning of it all.
0: Nice. So I, I assume that uh, patience has been uh, a, a good word that the minority has used in the last six years. Talk to me a little bit about what that looked like, you know, for the last six years, because I think a lot of people think, OK, you're elected now. Go get all this work done. Right. And then you get stuck in the minority and it's a whole different ballgame.
1: <laughs> you know, you're not wrong there. It is. A, it's a different, um, you know, understanding the differences between majority and minority can be difficult because Of its own, um, kind of its own culture, you know. Um, But we did end up. uh, My first year, I was a majority member. I was the sole chair of CRA, and that was absolutely fabulous because that gave me some policy um, uh, work and I had budget work already. So I felt, oh, I think I just, I just got rid of myself. Sorry. There you go. You're Uh, back. (laughs) Moving all my hands. Um, so I had a policy back, you know, I, I got policy, I had budget, and that makes you a little well-rounded to see how all of those things work together. But then in the next year, we, um, we uh, ended up, uh, landed in the minority, and that was certainly a, a, a different place. I, I like to say it's a nice place to visit, but you certainly don't want to live there. Um, you get to see things from a different perspective. And I think one of our our goals uh, as the minor- minority and uh, and Jobs as a minority is is something that you can't tangibly see, because we're stopping bad things from happening. Um, we went on from uh, this first year, the first two years, the second two years, and in the third two years, built this amazing team of uh, eighteen Republicans that were banding together. And I think that over the years, it was just a matter of solidifying the members. Um, you know, we had. Uh, we had kind of a strategy this year to, you know, to solidify our own team, because that's really important to, you know, to solidify your own team and then work on getting others to join you. And that's what we did over the um, campaign season to bring other people in. And, you know, unfortunately, the Lord didn't bless us with a, a, a full Republican majority. Um, there, are, The numbers might be there, but not everybody's playing um, well together. Sometimes that happens. Um, <laughs> So we knew when we came into um, this this session that we were going to have to find some other folks to work with, and that's what we did.
0: Well, that's exciting. I can't tell you how um, excited conservatives are. I haven't seen uh, conservatives this excited about this excited about anything in the House in a long time. You know, last six years. And so, tell me what this means for you to be the Speaker of the House. I'm sure it comes with a lot of responsibility, a heavy weight a big burden, um, but there's also an exciting part of it. Talk to me a little bit about what this means for you.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Jonathan. You know, what, what this means for me is over the years, what I've noticed is that we have diminished the decorum and diminished the respect for ourselves and each other, and therefore the respect for laws. So one of the main things that I want to work on and happen is bringing um, some respect back to the legislature. And I think that starts inside this body by um, following the rules. I mean, wow, not <laughs> concept, right? <laughs> Follow the rules, um, you know? Um, so I think that's a, a starting point. And um, bringing communications back up to a level where we're communicating with each other and we're having, and we're doing something with transparency. One of the things that uh, the one start for doing transparency was that we had our committee on committee meetings publicly. And for the last six years, those have been done behind closed doors. And the, so the first step in having some transparency, we just, you know, we we just did that, and um, you know, and I've t- and when I uh, first uh, stepped up on the dais, I ha- and that, you know, I I wanted to make it clear to everybody, you know, as Speaker of the House, I understand that we have different policy uh, thoughts in the paths that we want to go down, um, but as far as a body, I am I am looking forward to installing some of that decorum and respect back, and that's really what I'm going to work on.
0: Well, I think that's great. I think one of the things that um, Mike Chenault was always good at was two things, getting conservative things done, but also giving the other team the accessibility to say what they needed to say when they wanted to say it, even if he disagreed with them. So I think that we've lacked that for the last six years. Conservatives have kind of felt silenced and things done behind closed doors. And so I think both sides of the aisle are going to appreciate that kind of an, um, atmosphere. So I think that's a good thing. Um, talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, some, uh, uh, high level things of, you know, what are some things that you, you, the house might think about tackling this year? Um, I know the, obviously the budget, you know, Permanent funds gonna be on the on the shelf again. We got uh probably defined benefits are gonna be on the shelf. Um what are some things that you guys are excited about to um uh talk amongst yourself and to work out as the house? You no, know, um we
1: haven't sat down as a team and really um drafted this but I have to say that you know we are joined with a um with the rural Alaska traditionally had been ha- had happened before. And so we have some like and shared goals and yeah. like and shared thoughts. And one of those things is looking for some fiscal stability in a long-term plan. We may not all agree on what that looks like. But you know, even in the minority, we didn't all agree on everything and what that looks like. But so we were able to bring the fiscal policy working group together, which was very diverse. Um, but that and that was because the minority we pushed for that. So we were able to bring, uh, you know, uh, two people from each caucus, Democrats, Republicans, Senate, House together. Now, this is a new session with a new body, with new folks. Um, I'm excited about the energy of having uh, so many new folks being elected this time, and they have a lot of great ideas. So if we can uh, move forward where we're putting folks together and exploring ideas of how we can Uh, take care of the things that Alaskans want to have taken care of. You know, education is something that people are concerned about. Everybody wants their child to have a good education. And and we say it's about the children. So let's take a look at that. Um, I just uh, finished an Empress um, uh, reading this article in there about education. And I know that Alaska Policy Forum is working on some things for me on education. That says that over since 2019, up to 2022, I believe it was, if you look at the number of students versus the number of um, teachers versus the number of administration. So the administration has grown, students have grown, you know, like just by a very a bit, small, yeah. and is, <laughs> right. Teachers have grown by a little bit more, but administration has grown by, oh, you know, 80% over that time period. Now that's nationwide. Policy forum is working on getting those numbers for us. So, Let's look at uh, what can we do to kind of make some, you know, what what kind of changes can be made to help with that? Is it healthcare costs? Do we need to look at how um, how healthcare is structured for teachers and and that kind of thing? Um, um, you know, there's a lot of creative things we can do besides just throwing some more money at things without any kind of um, accountability and. Those those conversations on the record with Alaskans being a part of that.
0: So is, I I I, uh, I know you have other minutes yeah. to go to. So I'll ask you one last question. First, I want to just say thank you so much for joining us, um, and I'm very excited that you are the new Speaker of the House, and, and and I'm sure that there are folks all around Alaska that are very excited that you're the new Speaker of the House. You're welcome back anytime. Um, but what what is something? You know, you you are sitting in your couch or sofa 10 years from now and you're drinking your coffee. What's something that you hope to be remembered by as Speaker of the House?
1: You know, the biggest thing that I would, um, it really my uh, hardest for the House of course is to be able to do something for Alaska and Alaskans that they remember. Quite honestly, the biggest thing that worked for my heart is my children and my grandchildren are proud of what their grandmother or mother did for Alaska, um, I think it's you know um, that they uh, feel honored. I am very honored and humbled by having um, you know the trust of my colleagues. Um, so you know, honestly, if we can move forward with Alaska and have some stability where my grandchildren can feel you know live the life that where I was in, in the Alaska that I was raised in, that would be a great legacy.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Speaker, for joining us. And again, you're welcome back anytime. We wish you nothing but amazing success here the next couple of years, and uh, I'm sure it's not all going to be easy, but I'm sure you're up for it. So, thanks again for to, for coming on, and, and you're welcome back anytime.
1: Thank you so much, Jonathan, and I look forward to getting back with you here as as we as things start to come together, I'd like to have more conversations to include Alaskans in that conversation, um, and uh, just really appreciate it. Like <laughs> <Okay. What's> that. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I really appreciate you having me on today. Oh awesome.
0: well, thank you so much, All Speaker. Right. Have a good have a good rest of your day.
1: You too. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Uh-huh.